And unfortunately, to me, that also includes Shadow and Purified. Oh, come on. Yeah, that's a you problem. You said forms weren't going to count. It's a problem. I still can't bring myself to do it, you know? <laughs> anyway, so I'm struggling over here. I'm actually very proud of myself. I'm down to like 2750 out of 3500 right now. And that's pretty good. <laughs> All right, Kyle, what about you? What are you at? What are you doing, huh? Uh, okay. tuned into the GoCast podcast, your one-stop shop for updates, news, tips, and community in the world of Pokemon Go. Thank you for listening. Splish Splash, I was taken up Community Day by Storm. You think you know everything about the new Pokemon? Well, think again. The latest move additions means Obama Snow is having a ball in Great League. The thing about the Ultra Unlock is that it ain't over till it's Unova. Hello and welcome to episode 106 of the GoCast podcast. It's August 11th, yet another Tuesday evening. We're, uh, well, we're saying goodbye to Sableye Spotlight Hour here. I'm your host, Chris, and with me, I'm joined as always by my co-host, Kyle. Hi. Hey, Kyle. Hey. Did you uh, catch any Sableye? Like two. Was the second one a shiny one? No. <laughs> then why only two? Because uh, I checked the four that were spawned around me, and then I started to catch them, and then I'm like, I already have a 100% and a shiny, so I'm kind of okay. You need that shiny for that mega, though. Just saying. Well, I mean, this is also true, but I then went and got lunch or dinner instead, so. Yeah, fair enough. Hey, you know what? The difference between lunch and dinner, it, it depends on when you woke up, right? I don't subscribe to that theory. Well, is it the time of day and it's just hard coded into society? I just think it's the, the number of meals. The number of meals. It's my third. It's my third meal. So if I dinner. wake up, if I okay, let, let's just this is a Pokemon podcast, by the way, but we'll get there in a second. Okay, let's just say I woke up at eleven o'clock and I eat my first meal at two o'clock. That's breakfast. Uh, according to most people, yes, that's breakfast. Okay, You're, you right, are breaking well, your fast of hmm. the sleeping. The technicality of what breakfast stands for. You know what? I haven't heard anybody make that argument in a while. That's a good one. Anyway, welcome to GoCast, a Pokemon Go podcast. Now that we've got semantics behind us, let's move right along. But before we move right along, as it were, shout outs to two brand new patrons, Josiah and Courtney. Thank you to the two of you for your patronage. We hope that you're enjoying the Discord. And thank you again for your support. It means the world to us. Mr. Kyle. We set some goals last week. We did. One or two of them uh, were difficult, and the other ones were kind of easy, if I remember. Let's take a quick look-see. Okay. Do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first, is the question. Uh, I will go first. Okay. All right. Now, we'll talk about specific numbers when it comes to shiny counts for Magikarp Community Day in the news section. We talk about the event that was this past weekend in its entirety. But did you catch at least 18 shiny Magikarp? I did. Awesome. Did you get 450,000 Stardust? I did. Okay. And then did you work on Best Buddy for Dialga at least 40 hearts? I did work on Best Buddy, but I'm going to be honest. I don't know how many hearts I actually got because the game doesn't tell you the total. I'm pretty sure I did because I used a Poffin on Magikarp Community Day, though. And so that was probably 20 right there or 18 because I didn't do the new place. True. So, oh yeah, it only t- it only tells you the total for the day that you've gotten, not the total yeah, you have it. complete. I don't understand. We know that you need three hundred hearts, 
Are we missing something completely? I wonder if it's somewhere else. It's, no, it's not. It You're should right. be in the same spot that it is for your friendship levels, but there's no number there. Hmm. Pulling a fast one on us. I see. I see. Okay. Well, anyway. Um, well, do you think... Okay. How many days did you actually put effort into your Dialga? Uh, every day. Every day I made sure to at least have it as my buddy for a length of... Like, have it out on the map for a length of time. Did you do like at least seven hearts every day or something? Five hearts every day? I think day? my goal was to make sure I got five hearts every day because those five are easy to get. I can't always guarantee that I'm going to walk six kilometers and have Adventure Sync detect it when I'm at work. So right. it's all of the obtainable ones that I focus on, really. Okay, fair enough. Well, the problem with the five only a day is that it was seven days in a week times five is 35. Yeah, and you set a goal of 40. But I used to pop. Oh, on that's true. And that's I also true. walked a lot on Saturday. So that was you know that was a finished one. It sounds like you finished it. I, it I'm sounds pretty like sure I you finished did. it. Yeah, you, you did. You did. Okay. Well, congratulations on your, your A plus. Wow. <laughs> it's been a while. It has been. But but today, you're a champion. Well, this week, I suppose. <laughs> Enjoy this high for the rest of this week. Alrighty. I wanted to get at least 20 shiny magic carp, knock that guy out of the park. Uh, get at least 400,000 Stardust. Did way, 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 yeah. way, way, way more than that. Max Ninjask. I did that before we got started with the week after recording last week. So let's finish this well. Hey, three out of three for both of us. Hey. A historic record. Wow. We're in for a storm of failure after this if uh, if all the trends are to be trusted. Okay. <laughs> well, anyway, <laughs> let's let's move right along into the news without any further delay. Okay, and the first piece of news is, well, a little bit of a look back. Look over your shoulder. You see that back there flopping around? It's the memories of Magikarp Community Day from this weekend. And boy, oh boy, was it great. Kyle, didn't you have a great time? Did you have the best Community Day ever or what? No, it was it was okay, though. Were we having the same Community Day? Because I had a great time. I mean, I was by myself, so we definitely were not having the same Community Day. Oh, that's true. That's very true. Well, to be fair, I did invite you to come along. Yeah, I did. To be fair, it's also like, you know, an hour away. Yeah, <laughs> it was. <laughs> but was it worth it, though, is the question, right? I don't know. Maybe next month you can come down here. Could do that. We could do that. <laughs> hit, hit up that small park that we really like. Yeah, we could do that. Mm, that may be fun. Yeah. But anyway, why don't we go ahead and equate our enjoyment to the one metric that actually matters? How many shinies did you catch? On Magic Carp Community Day. Well, I caught 22. That's not bad. That's so, not bad at all. And didn't you also catch something else in there? Yeah, I did. I got a full odds Ammonite just in the wild. Nice. Just oh, I like that it. one. That's a good one. The pink, it's it looks nice. Purple. Oh, purple. Sorry. Purple. Yes. That looks real nice. Uh, for myself, I caught 37 shiny Magic Carp. A full odds male Nidoran. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, during the week, a shiny bronzor. So I did get oh, one man. shiny from the event, but we'll talk more about Enigma Week in its entirety in just a moment here. But for Magic Carp Community Day, I think I, I actually calculated the, the catches I did. I have been falling out of that practice just because I'm usually going after something else besides catching as many as possible. This time I was actually allowed to relax and just kind of grind and just have fun. I mm -hmm. caught 830 Magikarp. I thought it was 860. I did my math wrong. It was 830. I was I was right there with you. I had to transfer Pokemon in the middle of Community Day, so I don't actually know how many I caught exactly. But I did another mass transfer of 715 after Community Day. 
Wow. And I transferred at least 50 during the day itself. So. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that sounds about that sounds about right. Yeah, it was a crazy crazy event. Needless to say, I'm out of pokeballs right now still. <laughs> I've got like I've got like 80. I had like 900. Yeah. At the start of Saturday. Yeah, so let's actually talk about that for a second because that's been something that's been popping up in the community as a, a topic of discussion and community day in particular, it seemed to really kind of hit a crest where uh, it seems like the increased amount of Pokeballs that were dropping out of gifts doesn't seem to be happening in the way that it was before. People are coming up short. So you kind of felt that crunch a little bit too? Exceptionally. It was to the point where I'm like, I'm really low. I'm going to actually go like sit in the shade and open some gifts. I opened the maximum, what, 30 right now, right? Yeah, yeah. And I got like 50 Pokeballs. Wow. Maybe. And like 10 Great Balls or whatever. It doesn't matter. It definitely was rough. Yeah, that's something else. I have not been feeling the the pinch in the same way. I've actually been going out and spinning stops because um, I, I hate the monotony of opening up gifts, as uh, all my friends can attest it. to. <laughs> but that has I haven't noticed it as much. So uh, lucky me. But that's kind of a problem. I saw most of the influencers as well, like the YouTubers, uh, also like bringing it up and talking about it, which means in my mind that it's not just a bunch of people being angry about some bad odds. Like, it's an actual problem that it's being brought up in other communities. It's very clear that it's it has been reduced. Like, there's there can't be a question about it. There's too many examples of it. Whether something got flipped wrong on the back end after GoFest, I believe is when it, people started to notice it, or whatnot, it's definitely happening. Yes, and we haven't had any confirmation or really any acknowledgement from Niantic about it yet, but if this continues without any sort of fix... I'm sure it'll be addressed uh, a little bit moving forward here. Or maybe this is the start of everything moving back to normal and, you know, normal air quotes. This has been the new normal for so long. It's almost strange to to talk about what the old normal was. Right. Mm -hmm. So uh, I guess we'll have to see. But yeah, we did want to mention that Kyle brought that up before or Kyle brought that up before we started the show that, yeah, definitely throughout the community in a bunch of different places. So Pokeballs aside, Mr. Kyle. What there wasn't a shortage of was Stardust on Magikarp Community Day. <laughs> Three times catch Stardust. That was the real star of the show, although Shiny Magikarp shone very brightly that day yeah. for some of us more than others, I suppose. But uh, did you end up taking away quite a bit of Stardust? I did. I think I got away with almost 600,000, but I yeah. also spent like a fair bit, so I can't precisely tell you how much I got. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, I, I was sitting around that, too. I thought I had tried to do some like math because I also spent some during the day uh, powering up a Gyarados and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. it was definitely around 600,000 as well. So cool. Well, that makes sense because we caught almost the same amount of Pokemon. Isn't yeah. that how math works? Then yeah, that's how maybe. math works. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> allegedly true. But we were the same, like basically the same sort of place. We're like 10 miles apart. Dude. Like, <laughs> OK, fair enough. Just, 10 miles is a lot for weather. I don't know that storm, how that storm hit you yesterday, but holy cow. Yeah, it did. It did hit us pretty hard here. And that, that we had a huge windstorm here in the Midwest just rip through. Today is the 11th. Uh, it hit Chicago late on the 10th of August 2020, which was yesterday. And there, I've never seen that many tornado warnings. A tornado actually touched down mm-hmm. in like Rogers Park or something but in Chicago. Yeah, there are several different place, places that they saw a rotation. And yeah, I woke up to a bunch of reports of tornadoes being touched down and stuff like that. And I was like, huh, we were fine. A little windy for 20 minutes. We're good. <laughs> anyway, 
Speaking of tumult, let's talk about what's been going on with the Ultra Unlock this week. It was Enigma week. We're in the middle of it right now. You're seeing increased spawns of like Clefairy, Jigglypuff, stuff like that. LGM was added to the game and its evolution, Behem, which we'll talk more about later. Uh, the real big draw for this event is supposed to be normal form Deoxys and five star raids with this shiny being released. <sighs> Yeah, but um, well, and shiny star, you, I suppose, but shiny star, you has lost its luster in my my eyes due to it being mint green and not that like kind of green white that they had going on. Yeah, whatever that thing, was. Yeah. yeah. So I got my one shiny, that one bronzor. I did a couple of sessions of driving around and visiting parks and doing laps and walking around and stuff. Just a couple of catch sessions, but nothing crazy. I'm not too motivated to do so this event. Kyle, how do you feel about Enigma Week? Any positive thoughts, negative thoughts? Where's your head at? When I didn't realize that it had started and I was going out to spin a Pokestop or something and I saw a Lunatone at like 530 in the afternoon, I'm like, hang on. What's happening here? Oh, and then right. I drove like five more feet and I saw a soul rock and I'm like, oh, the event started. God. Right. <laughs> right. That's right. Those guys. Yeah. <laughs> other other than that moment, I've done like five Deoxys raids and I've caught like 15 LGM. And that's kind of about I've checked every star you that I've seen. No shiny, but no shiny. Yeah. That, Same here. That's kind of it. I've done like two unknown raids. <laughs> Did you get a shiny Deoxys? No, I was kind of really hoping it would happen in like the first two raids that I did just, you know, for the the heck of it. But yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, not this time. No. Yeah, I've done like 10 of them. I haven't seen the shiny myself. Uh, a good friend of mine, his first three caught two. And Ooh, I was like, all right, well, what? you can retire now. That's <laughs> fine. Also good to meet your Pokemon. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, you bring up another point. Unknown was in raids, two star raids, rather rarely in the shiny forms of ULTRNA were added to those respective raids as well for this week. Um, but also kind of a little bit of unrest kind of around, well, shiny star you people aren't thrilled with. Yeah. And people also are not thrilled with the rate that the unknown raids are popping up in raids for to, to do them. It's kind of like Gibble rates almost. Yeah, it's, it's pretty bad. Like, not going to lie, at least anecdotally, it's it's been pretty bad. That's true. But also from the people that have been shiny hunting it, I've been seeing a lot of like when people are able to they have the network of being able to farm those raids because they have a lot of people that don't bite them or whatever. They've been able to, to crank out the shinies relatively consistently. So that's nice. But those those raids are so hard to find in the first place. Yeah, they, they really are. Someone broke it down and said there was like a 5% chance of it being a two star that is then an unknown. So, and it can then be five different unknowns. So you got a, a 1% oh, yeah. chance of each unknown whenever an egg appeared. That's, that's rough. Yeah. And if you're a shiny hunter, like a collector, I'm sure you're like just shaking your fist in the air and going, why are five of them available at once? Why can't <laughs> I target two of them? Like GNO on GoFest was probably so much more manageable for those sorts of people. Uh, I feel bad. A little bit. If someone who's a hardcore shiny hunter somehow managed to get two of the same letter oh, of shiny. Man. Yeah. I don't know about you, but after I got one of them, I'd be like, all right, I'm not doing that raid anymore. I want to do the other ones. Right. No, exactly. I, I, I think that would be the strategy to go. But then let's say you got two U's and then all you would see is U's because you have two and you don't want them anymore. So yep, 
feels bad. You got to participate in order to fool the universe, right? Into giving you better odds, right? So it doesn't spite you. Uh, yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, All right. Mean, awesome. Hey, man, I'm just trying to make sense of the world around me. We're, we're humans. This is what we do. <laughs> Assign meaning to the algorithms and math and probability. It's just, I just pray to R and Jesus and <laughs> click on the Pokemon to see if it's shiny. Okay. All right. Well, we, there's also room in the world for players like yourself. <laughs> okay. Really quick, before we move into the next thing here, which is just to remind you that Unova Week is happening next week. It's the final week for the Ultra Unlock. A minor, like, half retraction. Last week, Kyle and I were like, oh, we're not so sure if Tirtuga and Arkin were ever out in the wild. Well, we were wrong. Well, our, our guest was wrong. <laughs> Lots of people in our community. Shout out to all of you for mentioning to us that Tirtuga and Arkin have both been available in the wild, albeit rather rarely. So they are there. They are not egg locked, but they might as well be. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like, kind of like Gibble. Kind of like Gibble, pretty much. Exactly. But anyway, the last piece of news here. Yeah, not a lot of new news. And by not a lot, I mean, literally no new news as of right now, Tuesday, the 11th. No uh, right. News. No new news. None of them. New new has been banned. All right. You know, the <laughs> week is happening next week. Seawaddle, Cotney, Imoga, and Bufalant. They're all being added. Bufalant's going to be the regional around New York City and the surrounding areas. Genesect will be in five star raids, the shiniest possible. You want that shiny so that you can give them to me when we meet up. Okay. All right. Well, you might also encounter a shining Rogan Rolla. Shiny Rogan Rolla is being added to the game. The shiny family is rather lackluster, except for the final stage, right? Yeah, the final stages. No, the final two are nice, but Rogan Rolla itself is pretty meh. So just the baby. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's that. So you want to check your Rogan Rollas. You want to shiny hunt Genesect and five star raids. If you're a New Yorker, you want to catch as many Bufalons as possible and post them on Reddit so you can lord it over everybody else until they get everywhere else because it will happen with regionals. Enjoy your month of exclusivity. And that's pretty much it. That's next week. Lots of interesting. Th- oh, Seawaddle's being added in Cottony, I guess, and Emolga. So yeah, that is exciting. Yeah, but they'll be there. You'll be tripping over them, is what I'm thinking. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So there is that. That's it for the news. And uh, well, I guess without further ado, it's kind of odd to say it right away so soon after starting the show, I guess. But it's gear up time. Thanks, Obama Snow. <laughs> this week on Gear Up, we're talking about Obama Snow and how the latest move shakeup for Go Battle League has affected his viability. I believe we mentioned it in passing when we talked about all the moves that were being changed. Gosh, was it three weeks ago now? I don't even remember. Yeah, mm. it was three weeks because we just shifted into Ultra League like yesterday or whenever that was. Oh, yeah. There you go. So it's been three weeks. Way but- to use the sundial of GBL to figure out the time it was. <laughs> <laughs> but for those of you who don't remember what was changed, Powder Snow got one more damage. So from four to five. So it's just a pure victory for Obama Snow. And Obama Snow got access to Weather Ball Ice. Now, this is a big one because it's a stab charge move, which is always good. And it's a spamming charge move when previously Obama Snow had only pretty high energy moves to choose from. It only takes five Powder Snow to reach a Weather Ball. And Powder Snow is a two-turn move, so that's a pretty quick charging charge move. Before... Weather Ball, and then the Powder Snow buff. Obama Snow pretty much just had Razor Leaf, and that's kind of all he did. 
it was usable. Like he he could compete, but these changes have actually propelled him to the top tier of Great League. I think Shadow Obama Snow is rank like 19 and regular Obama Snow is rank 28 in oh. all Pokemon for Great League. So pretty viable to begin with, just even better now. No, no, that's that's the ranks with the current moves. Oh, oh it gotcha. was usable, okay. but it was not meta previously. I see. But currently, with the updated Powder Snow and addition of Weather Ball, its record against the Great League meta is 25 wins, 17 losses, and one draw. The draw being against Obama Snow himself, obviously. But Okay. <laughs> sure. So it doesn't count. Don't worry about it. This just pretend 25 wins, 17 losses. That's that's pretty good. Some major victories that it has. It beats Azumarill, Altaria, Wishcash, Meganium, Tropius, and also just about any other grass types you can think of. You know, Venusaur and others of the like. Sceptile. I, I don't think anybody's using Sceptile in... Ivysaur. Uh, I mean, yeah, I bet you it would beat Ivysaur, yeah. I use Ivysaur. Ivysaur's great. There's just this better Razor Leaf spammers now, especially the no, fact that sh- I love uh, my Shadow Ivysaur. Victory Bell exists. Oh, that's true. Yeah, but I love my Ivysaur. I agree. I have a shiny one that I powered up specifically for PvP that I never yeah. use anymore. <laughs> I should probably. Shiny Ivysaur gang. Represent. <laughs> Some key losses, though, that Obama Snow has. All Steel types. Pretty much it, it loses to all of them. Registeel, Skarmory, Galarian Stunfisk, all bad losses. Also loses to Last Resort Umbreon and Defense Form Deoxys. So that's a that's a pretty good record for Great League. There's some viability in Ultra League. The record with the moveset is 17 wins, 16 losses, 3 draws. Two of those draws are against regular and shadow Obama snow. So okay. they don't really count in that situation. So in ultra league, just like in great league, he's really just anti-grass. You see a grass type, Obama snow is going to take care of it as well as water types. So Swampert's going to get bodied by an Obama snow and <laughs> Swampert is, is kind of everywhere in ultra league, or at least it was. I don't know if everyone's still using it everywhere. Not everybody's running Swampert, maybe, but it's almost impossible to not run into Swampert all the same, especially if you're still climbing the ladder. So mm-hmm. it's still good to position yourself, you know, counter Swampert. I guess it's also worth mentioning one of the draws is against Giratino, who's not as relevant as Giratina, but it does beat Giratina, which is, that's a pretty big deal. At least in Ultra League, everyone wants to deal with him. And not everybody has a, a charmer that they want to use necessarily. But in conclusion, Obama Snow is going to cover Great League in a rock avalanche, an avalanche of snow with this latest buff. And <laughs> I, didn't get, I didn't get the joke written out on the notes. <laughs> oh my God, the boulder is going to cover this podcast in a rock avalanche. I don't know about you, Chris, but maybe I should go look to see if I have any decent ranked PvP Obama snows. Yeah, I think that might be that might be a good case. I didn't realize that it was this potent. I knew it was good. I didn't realize it was this good, though, <laughs> especially in Great League. Here's the thing, though. So Shadow, does Shadow Obama Snow 
have an advantage over regular Obama snow or no? There are a couple of advantages to Shadow Obama snow in Great League. Shadow Obama snow takes wins off of Skarmory and Galarian Stunfisk. Nice. Okay. And it doesn't look like it gains any significant losses. So that's that's positive. Interesting. It doesn't give it a one up on the Giratino. I was thinking because it had so many ice moves that it might be able to pull it out. I mean, you know, away from the away from the tie. So with Giratino, Shadow Obama Snow does tip the scales in Obama Snow's favor. Awesome. Pretty significantly. So it does take the win against Giratino. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, yeah, that was the only question I had. And I was like, I, was like, I wonder. I wonder if Shadow would work out because the, that double ice move, it's got to be so strong against the dragon typing, right? So mm-hmm. that's awesome. Okay, great. Cool. Well, thanks. I'm Like you said, I'm definitely going to take a look at my Snowers and my Obama Snows and take a look-see and who I can maybe TM to maybe bring into Great League next time it rolls around. But I thanks, have literally, Kyle. I have literally... One Snover and one Obama Snow in my inventory. <laughs> Are they trash? Uh, they're trash for PvP. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Thank. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, speaking of trash for PvP, I think it's time to move into the Poco lore. Ooh. <laughs> and this week, we're going to talk about LGM and BGM, the Cerebral Pokemon. I like them. I think they have cool designs. First up is LGM. LGM is a light blue extraterrestrial Pokemon with an oblong head with depressions on either side. It has black symmetrical lines going down the front of its head. On the front of its head are shiny green button-like eyes. Its hands have three fingers, like digits, one red, one green, and one yellow. It has short, stubby legs and a small tail. LGM controls incredible psychic power, which it uses to squeeze its opponent's brains, causing them headaches. Wow. (laughs) Gives your brain a hug. Its origin is said to be linked with a UFO crash site that appeared 50 years ago. Overall, LGM has quite the welcoming and informative behavior. It is willing to help in stressful and otherwise difficult situations. However, LGM can become fully involved in something. It feels to be important and protect that with its life. So not just Deoxys, we automatically assume that creatures from outer space are Pokemon, but also this Pokemon. Yep. Also, I just want to point out, it says it has finger-like digits. Mm-hmm. Have you ever looked at a picture? Have you ever actually looked at LGM? Those are not digits. They're just, no, the, they're little just nubs. Buttons. They're not even they look like little buttons. buttons. Yeah. I thought they were lights. Hey, you know what? Hey, to each their own fingers. Right? Apparently. Apparently. Yeah, yes, that's what we've learned here today, but the learning doesn't stop here. Behem. Behem is a brown extraterrestrial Pokemon with an oblong head that features depressions on both sides. It has black symmetrical lines going down the front of its head. Under the rim of its head, there are there lay two green eyes with small black pupils. It has a lighter brown collar and four dots on its chest of the same color. Behem's arms have three finger-like digits: one red, one green, and one yellow. Kyle, can you confirm? Are they are they longer or are they still like buttons? No, it's it's actually the exact same. Okay, so Behem's arms have three finger-like buttons. <laughs> one red, one green, and one yellow. I like that better. Okay. It has a rim underneath its main body, under which are two small legs. It communicates by flashing its multicolored fingers, also buttons. Behem can manipulate the memories of its opponents, being able to erase or even rewrite them. Oh, my. Behem is believed to be responsible for the mysterious disappearances of Dubwool. Whenever it visits a farm. Interesting. 
Yeah, no, it's, you think it'd be interesting, but the interest stops there. For stats, yeah, max CP, 27, 53. It's up there for psychic types, but also like psychic types, it has a major flaw. A passable attack of 221, which is actually, I mean, if I'm being honest, a little bit more than passable. That's pretty good. But BEM falls short with 163 defense and 181 stamina. It's made of tissue paper. Best move set. <laughs> confusion psychic for stab and, and little other reason and that's pretty much it you're not going to be using behem for much look i don't believe let's be honest you say the psychics have not a lot going for them their biggest downfall is they always have to compete with mewtwo that is true All but i was i was more i was more so going for the fact that like almost none of them have any sort of defensive stats whatsoever and a storm breeze will yeah. knock them over or literally oh, blow their Sam. gaseous bodies away. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that was LGM and BEM. Nothing too crazy, but they're definitely interesting. I think that this is the sort of Pokemon. Okay, this Pokemon in particular is a, is the Pokemon that I like completely looked over. And every single generation, there's one or two lines of Pokemon that like I forget are there. And LGM was one of them from this generation from sure. Yeah, I remember this one existed because I remember seeing it floating in Sword and Shield in the wild area. And I'm like, what is this? I'm like, what's oh, that? OK, gotcha. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. That's that's all the information you're going to need about the two of those. If they become relevant in PvP some way in the future, we'll revisit this topic. But until then, that's it. Why don't we roll right into the Pokepole? So last week's question was. How do you decide between what is and isn't worth your gameplay time in Pokemon Go? First one's from Jackson, and he said, whenever I have Pokeballs and community days. So it's two good qualifying aspects of when to spend time on Pokemon Go. Definitely. Moon's FPS studio said, if I have time to spare and it's something cool, I do it. Yeah, see, look, there you go. I'm, I'm noticing a trend already. Kevin Red Bull said, only thing I don't actually participate in is Go Battle League. It's just not worth my time to lose majority of battles for small rewards and janky connection without Wi-Fi. Everything else, just based on how poor it feels in my heart. But shinies are the biggest thing to me. Oop, sounds like Kevin's not a PvP here. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a PvP. That's not okay, into it. That's okay. Yeah. I think we can all really relate to the shinies, even if you are or aren't a PvP player, the shiny part. Yeah. Y- yeah. Yeah. But, like, you really should just, like lose your battles because it's free stardust when you're just sitting around don't, at home don't do that don't do that no kyle kyle you take get that out of here get that out of here this is so, <laughs> go battle league takes a lot of time sometimes and it's a lot of focus on your screen it's a competitive thing you should be competing okay but competing. like but like if i can't get into a battle like on my break at work it's too long <laughs> Then just uh, just battle a leader and get your 500 stardust to move on. But like I could battle random trainers, lose and get 1600 stardust. Look, this is a personal choice at this point in time. (laughs) I would not make that choice personally, but you can make the personal decision to do a lot of stardust sitting on the table. That's all I'm saying. That's fine. Hey, I got a lot of stardust sitting on the table right now. I don't need to add more. You can keep your blood stardust. That's okay. So the next email is from Luke. And they said, I try to focus on what I find fun or what will lead to me getting the Pokemon or shiny that I'm after. It's for this reason I've stopped doing Go Battle League because after I got Scraggy and Rufflet, and since you now have to win four matches for Rare Candy, there isn't much point. 
but the stardust. Just, <laughs> I mean, that's fair. I totally understand. And I don't do go battling. I <laughs> I really, much. I I appreciate the way that Luke phrased this though. It's yeah. pretty much just like whatever I find fun or what will lead me to getting the thing that I'm after. Yeah. It's, it's, that's target play. That's awesome. Yeah. That's, that's great. It's, you should be having fun when you play a game. You shouldn't do stuff that will lead to you not enjoying your time. Yeah, man. Games are fun. Or yeah, so they say. They should be fun. <laughs> Cameron said, if it makes me happy, I do it. And it doesn't take much. I'm easily pleased. I enjoy the little animation a hatching egg makes and the reveal of what I get. I like doing Go Battle League, get excited when I successfully execute a strategic switch and popping an incense at home and sorting through my catches to see their stats. If it's not something I'm particularly excited about or I have to pay more than necessary to get it, I don't really bother. If it's fun to me, then it's worth it. Also, an opportunity to get a shiny is almost always worth it. Duh. <laughs> I can I can get behind all of that. Yeah, me too. I, I think we can all agree. On every cylinder, the camera's firing on with that response. Last one's from Converse Kitty. How tired I am, to be honest. And if it's my favorite and the time it's available. Now that, that I can relate to. It's like, <laughs> how much do I really like it? And like, am I willing to go outside? <laughs> I, just, I just like how like on, a, like on a base primal level, right? Like especially juxtaposed right next to Cameron, who is like, well, if it's this, this is what I'm looking for. If it's over here, this is what I'm looking for. And I have certain limitations, right? And Converse Kitty's just like, well, you know what? I just kind of like check in. And if I'm primally interested, then I'll do it. And if not, like whatever. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. awesome. And, bo- and both of those mindsets are true at the same time, you know, in, in the people that play this game. Right. Both of those are successful players and I love it. That's so (laughs) funny to me. Yeah. So this week's Pokepole is what strategy do you use when cleaning out your Pokemon storage? What do you keep and what do you transfer to Professor Willow? Hmm. All right, Chris. Yeah. What are the, what are the details? What's you want me to go first? Yeah. All right. All right. So I have, I have a two-step process, right? The first step is really simple. And the second step is actually like a six step process in and of itself, but it's nested. Right. But it's got to get through the first check. The first check is one. Do I have more storage available? And if I do, I purchase it. Okay, fine. I'm out of storage. Okay, great. I got to start making some decisions. Uh, I sure I'm glad I had a big breakfast this morning. Time to move on to step number two. Step two, section one. I look through. Do I have this already? Okay, great. Take that, make sure, and I'm, maybe I won't transfer it quite yet. Uh, do I have more than one of these? Can I make an argument for having six of these available, ready to go? Okay, great, fine. Keep it down to six, sure. Is it a legacy move? In which case, if I can make an argument for it, like I'm sitting on 15 legacy Zapdos right now, what yeah. am I going to do with those? I don't want to give those up. They're important. The Thundershock Zapdos. I guess everybody can get them now with Elite TMs and stuff like that, but still, like, come on. So I'm keeping all of those. Other than that, and I just went through and I got rid of, what, 100 legendaries during the last hour. I really went to town during Double Transfer Candy for Sableye Spotlight Hour prior to this. Uh, thank you for Kyle for uh, reminding me. <laughs> like I thought you in. set a timer. I did. A schedule. But you, but you, you still took it? the time to remind me. And so thank you. I appreciate it. Did you actually remember? Yeah, I saw it. And then I, I said, OK, cool. That's right. And then I walked away five minutes later and forgot. <laughs> that I had that I had said that, but but yeah. So that's pretty much it. So I have a very full inventory uh, because I've got a lot of checks that I go through. Like I kind of treat each Pokemon in a 
on a case-by-case basis. And I also have a living deck, so I keep a version of every form. And unfortunately to me, that also includes Shadow and Purified... Oh, come on. Yeah, that's a you problem. You said forms weren't going to count. It's a problem. I still can't bring myself to do it, you know? <laughs> anyway, so I'm struggling over here. I'm actually very proud of myself. I'm down to like 2750 out of 3500 right now, and that's pretty good. <laughs> All right, Kyle, what about you? What are you at? What are you doing, huh? Uh, okay, so I have a very different method of, of transferring Pokemon. Turn your phone upside down <laughs> over a trash can. It's very close. <laughs> I first check, are there any 100% since I've last transferred everything? Easy check. Four-star search. Done. Okay. No, I didn't catch any big surprise. <laughs> I'm really surprised I didn't catch one for Magikarp. Oh, community I forgot to tell you. I caught 100% during that day. It was a Magikarp, but that's not the one I'm talking about. I caught oh. another 100% that day. It was a Rhyhorn. Now, Kyle, you're smarter than me. Is, is it 100% Rhyperior worth it anymore or not? I mean, yeah, it's still good. It's still a good okay. rock type. It's okay. save it for community DA in December. I'm sorry I didn't save my question for the email section, but but thank you. <laughs> Continue. I'm sorry to interrupt you. After I check five hundred percent, I just sort by recent and I don't care. I'm indiscriminate. It gets if I don't want it, it gets sent to the garbage. Heartless. Heartlessly, yes. I, I keep in the back of my mind I of what Pokemon I know are usable for PvP that I don't already have, and I try to remember to keep them, and that's about it. <laughs> I sent I sent a picture to Chris like an hour before Community Day started on Saturday of me mass transferring I don't know seven hundred and eighty five Pokemon all at once in one selection. Did you have the sound on? I did not. I I, tur- I have the sound. Uh, disabled for Pokemon Go now. Okay. So I did not get to hear the of okay. all of them yes, being transferred. But yeah, do you okay. I, I wasn't sure. Have we have you had this conversation before? This is one of my hidden joys of this game. <laughs> yeah. Is that when you transfer for those of you at home, when you transfer several hundred Pokemon at once, it doesn't just make the transfer sound once. It stacks it like hundreds of times on top of each other and they play at the same time. And then lags the heck out of your phone. It's amazing. So the next time you're going to transfer several hundred just for a laugh, turn on your sound. It's it's hilarious. But anyway, <laughs> if you, dear listener, have an answer to the question, what strategy do you use when cleaning out your Pokemon storage? What do you keep and what do you transfer to Professor Willow? Will it blend? Then you can always answer the question we post on social media, such as Facebook and slash or Twitter. Or if you're a patron in our patron exclusive discord, more about Patreon at the end of the show. You can also send us a voicemail to 262-586-7717. Or you can send us a message the old fashioned way via email. And speaking of emails. 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 And a singular voicemail. Which we're going to play right now. Hey, GoCast crew. Benny Bento here. I had a question about PvP, specifically Go Battle League. I've noticed in my local community that uh, there's been a lot of lack of interest in this season of Go Battle League. And I kind of am feeling it myself. I don't really want to play on a daily basis. The first season, I did over 1,400 battles. I did a ton. Last season, I did about 900. And I'm only at 125 this season. And I'm wondering if you're seeing this in other trainers or in other areas. And do you think it's a problem for Niantic? Because this is their main sponsored way for PvP. If it's not going well, do you think PvP is not a big part of their game? 
Thanks a lot. Love the episodes. Have a good one. Bye. Okay, well, first of all, Benny, thanks for the voicemail. He also added on the Discord, I should have included that while I've not wanted to play GBL, I do tons of Sylph Cups each month, including hosting a weekly Friday Night Fights on my local server, so I do enjoy PvP a lot. So just the fact that GBL isn't really grabbing his attention doesn't mean that Benny's moving away from PvP in any way. It's just not motivating him to do GBL as much as Benny would want to. That's kind of what I'm getting. Is that Mm -hmm. what you're getting too, Kyle? Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. PVP good, go battle league, not as good. Right. So the the question was, hey, it seems to be that there's a lot less interest this season, even amongst the established PVPers, right? Like we have an mm-hmm. entire PVP scene. There's an entire corner of the Pokemon Go YouTube world that is very heavily PVP. Like it's a healthy, thriving community. And it seems almost universally like Benny is pointing out. Yeah, I can confirm the people that I see. Everybody's kind of complaining about the season. Nobody seems to be going for it as hard as the previous seasons. So uh, the question is, why do we think that is? And do we think it's a problem for Niantic? So, Kyle, do you have any initial thoughts you want to throw out there? I mean, the first thought is probably the most obvious that the rewards are bad. The yeah. rewards are worse, <laughs> I guess I should say. They've, they're significantly worse than they have been in the past seasons. You know, you have people talking about the charge TM issue and that they're significantly more rare from the track one reward. Rare candies, harder to get. It's, you know, it's not as rewarding to get to right. anymore. And the Pokemon encounters are just abysmal. Yeah, the Pidgeot is kind of a punch in the gut. <laughs> Can we yeah. can we just I think we can all level around that like, OK, it's exciting to see a tier three Pokemon, right? It's exciting to see and catch a Pidgeot. It's not really exciting to see when you're used to better rewards in that tier. I'll tell you what, it was better than getting a Snivy. I was going to say I would still rather get a Pidgeot than any of the starters. Yeah, yeah. Or That's fair enough. Zigzagoon or whatever was in at one point. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> So, okay, right, that being said, some of the rewards are not as enticing and stuff like that, but the gameplay is still kind of the the same overall. Mm-hmm. But I think something that that needs to be addressed here that a lot of people are talking about, but it's 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 a weird territory to kind of wade into is that there's been so much stability. Uh there's been so many issues around stability with this current build of GBL. You know, ever since we had Jesus G, what was his name? One like thirteen ten or yeah. something like that. The yeah. guy who the guy who was cheating with the mill metal to to get the extra charge moves and energy and stuff. Ever since that, there seems to be a lack of confidence coming from the PvP community, such that it's not people aren't really grinding away at it in the way they were before. They seem to be having conversations about in the technical sense. It's less about battling it out and it's more about the strategy, mm-hmm. which I think is inherently less energetic of a conversation. I I think it's also boiled down to the fact that time and time again, Go Bad League has been plagued with bugs, plagued with issues. People were willing to put up with it at the start because it was new because they still wanted to grind it out because they were excited to have online PVP to do at will. But now that they've done so much of it, you know, Benny's done. What was that? 2300 battles in those two seasons. That's a lot of PVP. That's a ton of PVP, (laughs) especially if like every fifth or sixth game you get desynced against your opponent, which is happening to a lot of people and you lose because of it. 
suddenly you might not even think about it, but you have less interest in pressing that battle button because you're like, well, is this going to be a good PvP battle or should I just wait till my personal one-on-one Sylph Cup stuff? Right, right. But also, if we want to, if we want to pull some verbiage from some relatively recent Niantic communication, like when they pulled GBL down in its entirety to assess the Mel Metal problem, the verbiage they used was, you know, it was it was a contract of trust or something like that. Like the reason we're bringing it down, and the reason we think this is important to to do because this person is blowing the leaderboards out of the water by cheating, right? But that mm-hmm. ruins the integrity of the whole problem. And I think they use the word uh, some contract of trust, something of trust, something like that. Like they they said that is broken right now and we need to reestablish it because otherwise this whole thing, it's built on good faith, right? That the system means something, that the integrity of the system is intact. That's mm-hmm. what they were going for and talking about. And I still don't feel like we're back to that yet i don't think people have enough trust in the system because it's still being taken down for maintenance it's still being buggy people are still having issues the initial cheat was never confirmed to have been patched up and fixed mm-hmm. they're just pulling people off of the leaderboards right so to answer the question from my perspective benny i think honestly we're not gonna see the interest and the and just the fervor and passion back in the way that it was in gbl until that whatever of trust uh, let's just say contract of trust is restored in some way which is a long road for niantic on a development side but let's move into the emails thank you for the voicemail benny it was very insightful great question very good question i think a lot of people are asking that question right now in the pvp mm-hmm. sphere but this first email is from grant hey kyle and chris chris and kyle reader's choice well i choose to to read both <laughs> And then be proud of my decision. Yeah, I read both. I was just thinking that the psychology of a trainer in game or uh, IRL would be interesting. The idea of seeing into what someone who sends their pets into a fight to fainting, I'm sure can be very interesting and maybe even eye opening to what we are all truly uh, thinking deep down about this kind of animal competition. Hopefully one day there can be a special episode. This can be explored. Thanks for keeping me company each week. Keep up the good work. Grant. I think the, the actual psychology applied to, IRL doesn't really work because unfortunately the animals in our world are not as cognizant as Pokemon are, right? It's less of a partnership. It's more of like a dependency of the animal on you for survival. And mm-hmm. that makes it real dark, real, real quick. <laughs> yeah. It's the anime in particular makes a very heavy reliance on the fact that Pokemon, it's, it's a teamwork. The Pokemon are choosing to fight. Whereas, you know, at that, that's not really how the the real world works because of evolution. And it's a, it's a video game, so we get to have fun in our video game. I've been watching Pokemon Journeys, the Netflix series mm-hmm. that's been out, and I've been working my way through it. And there's a real big emphasis on oh, this Pokemon won't be caught unless it wants to be caught by you sort of mm-hmm. thing. Like even after you weaken it, like you have to earn its respect sort of thing. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh. Yeah. I like I like where this is going. This this makes the gray area a lot less gray. <laughs> but anyway, thank you for the email grants. Maybe someday we will dedicate an episode to psychology and, and a discussion about that. But I got to I got to get a degree before we do that in psychology. <laughs> <laughs> so the next email is from Jackson. He said, hello, I got three shiny Magikarp and one shiny Gyarados. Congratulations. Question. This is totally not about Pokemon Go. What Smash Bros. character do you use? Bye, friends. Jackson. Well, Chris, who's your Smash Bros. character? I've got like three. 
that okay. I consider mains because I, I played all of the different games throughout the years and you know you pick them mm-hmm. up right okay Pikachu is a long-standing main for me I love Pikachu and then it kind of depends on what version we're playing on in some versions I really really like Roy and in other versions I dislike Roy intensely <laughs> Ugh, I hate all the soy the sword boys yeah yeah well um, I'm just going to leave it to those two because they're consistent across the board. The other one is situation. What about you, Kyle? Do you have a main in Smash Bros? I did. When I, when I played a lot of it when I was younger, I was always the Fox main. I know. Oh, yeah. I know. Everyone, everyone hates that. Everyone hates Fox, especially in the earlier games because he was broken. Yeah. I just liked going fast. Okay. It was, it was fun. <laughs> oh, you know what? Actually, I'm burying the lead here. I played Jigglypuff mostly in every single version, except for the N64 version. Okay. Okay. But dude, Fox is so hard to play. So kudos to, do you like Falco? Well, this is, this is very relevant because back in the day, you know, when you only played against your friends, you didn't need to be that good. You just need to be better than Timmy down the street. But now that you play video games like this, you got to be good in order to beat someone from across the world when you queue up online. True. And to that effect, I'm like, well, I can't play Fox anymore. So I'm not going to do that. <laughs> so what do you play then? I started playing Wolf instead because okay. Wolf is like Fox, but he's slower and he's a little bit heavier. So he's got some of that like bulk to throw around. Kind of Captain Falcony or Ganondorf. Yeah. yeah well, not Ganondorf. Ganondorf's real slow. But yes. But yeah. So interesting. And when well, you hit. When you hit Wolf's side B just right, it's, oh, it's so good to spike someone off the stage. For sure. Not as good as doing a fully charged rollout with Jigglypuff and making people scream. (laughs) Okay. Thanks for the email, Jackson. (laughs) The next one's from Grayson. Hi, Kyle and Chris. I have two questions to ask. Do you have a shiny star, you? No? Kyle, do you? No. Okay. And do you still play Pokemon Quest? If you do, how many shinies do you have and have you defeated the game? Well, no for me. Kyle? No. I Mm-mm. was playing a different game when Pokemon Quest came out, and Pokemon Quest took too much time, and the other game I was playing took all of my time. So <laughs> <laughs> it's it one of those games. But so yeah. I, I just, Pokemon, I love the, the voxel art style, but that was kind of it. Yeah. Uh, Pokemon Quest is a game that I really liked, but wasn't engaging enough for me to choose to dedicate time to it. Mm-hmm. That's, that's pretty about, much it. about sums it up yeah but thank you for the email grayson next one's from seth how did there chris and kyle it's officially post magikarp community day for me and i just wanted to give you a few of my thoughts surrounding today after the initial announcement i wasn't very excited for today i already had five shiny magikarp slash gyarados and wanted something different or new but i was willing to play today because stardust all capitals spaced out individual Love letters it. Yes. After a wonky start where Magikarp and really any other Pokemon wasn't spawning for me, the day was surprisingly fun. I decided to take it easy today and just play when I felt like it and still walked away with 12 shiny Magikarp, 200,000 Stardust, and a shiny Noodle Boy. My main problem with today, the lack of Pokeballs. In the past month, we've had two community days, a two-day GoFest, and a Dragon Week where I was trying to catch everything that was spawning. Because I've been busy the last couple of weeks, I haven't been able to get out and grind stops to amass a large amount of Pokeballs for today after using so many over the previous three weeks. After two hours, I was down to only 100 Ultra Balls, which was where I called it quits. I really could have used the 50 ball gifts from my buddy today, and unfortunately Niantic didn't do that again. 
all in all, I enjoyed today, although I would have enjoyed it significantly more if Niantic hadn't nerfed the drop rate of balls and gifts, stop spins, and kept the buddy gifts of balls for today. Hope you enjoyed your community day. Seth, a.k.a. Bulbaseth7. I think a lot of people are definitely feeling that way. It has been a very heavy time of playing for sure with it has events yeah. and and other spawns and stuff yeah i didn't realize that the the issue is also spreading to uh stop spins and stuff like that as well for the ball shortage but that makes a lot of sense yeah when we were talking about people in the community also feeling the pinch i mean this is a great example you know it it's it's not just a couple of people that play hardcore seth was just like hey i just really wanted to invest some play in this day and i was dangerously low you know yeah i think one of the things with stop spins is how it used to be you spin a stop you get two pokeballs and a great ball you know yeah (laughs) and let me go spin 30 stops and i'll walk away with you know 30 pokeballs because some of the stops gave one and a berry true true or a potion or whatever Yeah. So that that definitely adds up when you realize you can't go out and hit as many stops as you want to anymore. Man, we just need Pokeballs and start. They should put Stardust and stop spins. Oh man, <laughs> you want to get people walking, Niantic? That's how you do it. Uh, give me more ways to get Stardust. That's yeah, extra ways. Make feeding berries and gyms faster, and I will dump all of the berries everywhere. Let me care. just feed ten at a time. Yeah. You know, let me just take the berries, just squish them down. And just <laughs> I will drive across town to get rid of my 800 pin at berries. I don't care. Yep. <laughs> One instinct gym per square mile. I don't, I don't care. I'll go. That's a stardust That's mill, stardust. baby. <laughs> go yeah. to the bank. <laughs> anyway, thank you for the email, Seth. This next one's from Cameron. Hi, guys. How's it hanging? This is my last email I'll write to you while pretending to write a work email. My last day at the library is today. Insert sobbing here. Oh, no. It's been fun working at a place with three Pokestops, a gym, and awesome spawns. Quality and quantity. Spotlight hours have been pretty epic, too. But I'm obviously going to miss my job and my coworkers much more. The Poco aspect is just a bonus. Soon I'll be sending emails from my dorm room while pretending to pay attention to Zoom classes. <laughs> Hopefully my building has a Pokestop or two within range so I can have a steady Pokeball supply. Cameron, if you're going to any self-respecting college campus, I can tell you right now. It's going to be flooded. You got, you'll have plenty. You'll have plenty. And it's full of full of people using their phones. So good cell traffic, good spawns probably. Sounds good mm-hmm. to me. All right. Anyways, I just wanted to follow up for my last email. Thank you so much for the advice. It's nice to know it's not unusual to get sucked in sometimes and see how others deal with it. Something has been helping me, though, and I think other people may benefit from this, even outside of my particular problem. I was driving around town last week, and I passed a business. Not sure what kind. In all the years I've lived here, I've never cared enough to figure it out. That has one of those signs that you can change the letters to make it a message. Usually, it's some sort of promotion, but this particular business displays funny or sarcastic messages, and I always love seeing what they come up with. But this particular message was a little different. It said, one day or day one, it's your choice. That sparked some thought. Crazy, I know. And it really put things into perspective. I've been repeating this quote in my head whenever I start getting distracted and helps me stay on task. It's a little reminder to say, hey, is it really just this once or will this be a continued habit? I just wanted to share that in case someone else listening needs a push to get their head in the game or if they're trying to break a bad habit like I am. Now that serious stuff is out of the way, I have a question. I was listening back to the episode where the Pokepole was, what Pokemon are you? The discussion got me thinking, what Pokemon are you not? 
So it's basically what Pokemon are you, but wrong answers only. I love this already. I haven't figured out the definitive answer to either of these questions myself, but I'm curious about yours. It might not be specific, for example. I'm definitely not a fire type. It doesn't fit me at all. I'm excited to hear how you two answer. As always, I hope you both have had an awesome week and Enigma Ultra Unlock experience has been rewarding. Cameron. Well, Cameron, Enigma Week has gotten kind of away from us. Uh, but but let's let's address your question so what pokemon are we not well let's first of all let's let's answer what we are because we've, we've established this rather recently yes um i'm i i'm raichu yes kyle is a fire type manky or primate yes and if, <laughs> and if if uh if weird off types are not that then i think we've decided i'm charmeleon yes charmeleon i think is so, a good one it is yes so two the opposites what Pokemon I am not? Well, I am definitely not a water or a fairy type because they are too bubbly and happy and cute for the most part. And that is <laughs> not me in any way. Okay. So Can I you think, think of a particular, what, like I, Azumarill? <laughs> yeah. If I had to pick a very particular Pokemon, it would be a baby. One of like Pichu. I'm, that may be as far opposite of my personality as I can think of. Yeah. But any of the babies, I think, really fit, except maybe like, magby which is still too cute but at least it's sure 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 uh i mean this is kind of difficult for me because i'm trying to think of i like i really like pokemon man so it's hard for me to be like oh i don't identify with this pokemon at all you know (laughs) i like all of them i do darn this is difficult so what's the opposite of a raichu probably like a ground type oh you know what no I, i would not be some sort of fish I have a I have a fish phobia. So let, okay, let, yeah. Let, is it be some sort of water type that I really am not a big fan of? Let's say probably a Lomomola. Basculin. <laughs> Basculin. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, dude. I'm too. I'm too. Like, hey, everybody, let's have a hug to not be a Lomomola, one of the fish that can actually <laughs> hug because it's got hands, right? Uh, okay. I think. I think Basculin. Yeah, would definitely do it because it's content to just have a different colored stripe. And that just isn't good enough for me. You know, it's just not. And it's a fish. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Fair enough. All right. Cool. I'm definitely not fish like. Thank you for the email, Cameron. Next email is from JJ. They said, hello again, guys. I'm writing in in response to an email from last week's show or two weeks, depending on when this gets read, about dealing with time management relating to Pokemon Go and work or real life responsibilities. Oh, there you go. I believe that was last week. That was in response to Cameron's email. Mm-hmm. That email was very relatable and I want to add my own twist to it. My problem is very similar, but it is more tied to PVP. I've loved PVP since it was dropped and I consider myself to be pretty good too. The first season I hit rank eight, even though I skipped ultra league for a break. And in season two, I snuck into rank nine towards the end and was super confident in myself. Now that my PVP itch is stronger than ever though, I find myself stuck in this middle ground of being too casual for the big shots in rank nine, but still good enough to keep floating back and forth between 2100 and 2300 rank. It really frustrates me because I feel like I'm being held back by being free to play and not being able to grind for long periods of time to get loads of dust or PVP IVs. I guess my question is, do you guys have any tips mentally for that kind of thing? Thanks for listening to me vent over an email and thanks for keeping me entertained on my midnight shifts. Also, Chris, those drawings on YouTube are awesome, JJ. Oh, thanks. Well, this is actually very relevant to me, although not with Pokemon Go. It's it's with every other video game that I play competitively, which includes stuff like Valorant or League of Legends. 
specifically with League of Legends. I know I'm just good enough to get by somewhere, but every time I play, I'm distinctly aware of it. I could be so much better <laughs> if I actually had the time yeah. and the like effort to put into it. And I think it just took me a long time to to come to terms with the fact that this is this is where I play at and this is me. And I think that involved taking a break from playing at all. And then once I came back, I was better able to say, hey, this is just what I'm doing for fun, not necessarily anything else. That's interesting. I think that's a healthy way of looking at it. I've got two things to throw into the ring that complement what you just said. The first thing is I, something I realized while you were just talking about your play with, with League of Legends in particular, because that's incredibly relatable to me because <laughs> that's our mutual gaming like history, right? Mm-hmm. That and World of Warcraft. But what's what's interesting about what a uh, like the mindset of somebody that has like a growth mindset, right, or somebody that is is in the headspace in order to improve, is really good at acknowledging what they're not doing right in order to improve it. But what's really funny is that those people are also uniquely in, <laughs> equipped to sabotage themselves because they're aware of their shortcomings, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and are scared of it. So I think that's one part of it. You got to have to have some confidence in yourself while also being realistic, which is a very difficult balance to keep in anything that you do for fun. But I think in particular, if you're talking about getting to this point, right, where you know the the exact quote here was. Uh, I find myself stuck in this middle ground of being too casual for the big shots in rank nine, but still good enough to keep floating back and forth between 21 and 2300 rank, right? What would you have to do in order to get to rank 10 or rank nine rather first? What would you have to give up? And then if you had that sacrifice made, would you be satisfied with where you are then as a result? And for a lot of people, the reason that you haven't gone all the way is because something else is taking over your time. It's a priority in some way. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you got to think about the things that you're not doing because you are doing this instead. Time is not infinite. It's it's a finite resource, you know? So maybe, uh, maybe it's a perspective thing where it's like, well, I literally have no more time in my day. I'm doing the best that I can. I've min-maxed my day as much as possible. Then that should be good enough, I think. And then just one more thing that I have to add, and it's a pretty big perspective that actually comes from the League of Legends for me as well, is if you put in that effort and you got to rank nine, there is still going to be people who are better than you in rank 10 that you're going to think, hey, I can't possibly compete with them. And you're going to feel the exact same way, except you're just going to be bouncing between you know, 2,500 and 2,800 instead, for example. Right. So it's really just to to help put in perspective that you can always only do the best that you can put into the game and everyone's going to have their own real life priorities as well. Definitely. But also, I think being, yeah, acknowledging the fact that there are people that are better than you, but also there are so many people that wish that they could be where you are, Mm -hmm. that wish that they were as good and as knowledgeable and you've covered more ground than they have, right? So uh, it goes both ways, you know? got to find the silver lining with where you're at you know hey there's there's lots of benefits at rank eight i mean niantic has put tiers of rewards along the way so that it's not like rank 10 or nothing you know what i mean like you still earn stuff at rank five seven eight stuff like that like you get stuff there so it's not for nothing it's not for nothing at all but thank you for the email jj this last email is from tyler hey chris and the other guy (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> nope just me magic art community today was awesome definitely wasn't lackluster he should have put that in quotes by the way 
I see you, Tyler. I caught 30 shiny Maggies. I had more fun during this community day compared to the previous ones, including Ghastly. The bonuses were amazing. I have more Sardis currently than I've ever had in Pokemon Go. And the shiny? The shiny is great. Gyarados going from blue to red is tons better than previous community days when Pokemon <laughs> would just go from purple to less purple. Hope you guys had a great time. Your friend, Tyler. <laughs> I think I think Tyler took offense to my my lackluster comment at the end of last week's gear up. Yeah, I think so. I think wasn't was the quote is a silver lining for a lackluster community day. day. Yeah, expect an angry email about that comment at (laughs) GoCast Kyle. That was on our Discord and Tyler listened to the episode. (laughs) It's good. You came through. Thank you. This is a good email. (laughs) Also, do you really have more Stardust than you've ever had? And that, if so, how much? Because I expect a very large number. I don't want to be disappointed. Tyler's sitting on that sweet, sweet two mil, buddy. Sitting on that two mil. <laughs> you, you're going you're gonna to be like Ken from Lured Up, who has 18 million right now. <laughs> yeah. I believe his, his canned response is either, I don't really PvP. You know, I don't really invest in PvP yeah. Pokemon. But also, I really think that's just code for, look, I don't have enough time to spend the dust I'm making. You know? <laughs> look, I'm pretty sure that Ken just doesn't actually spend any dust, period. I think he yeah. has level 35 Pokemon that he evolves for counters for raids. And then he just does that and he never spends his dust. That's a way to play. And kudos to him. You know, at the end of the day, we're like, I, I wish I had 18 million Stardust just sitting. There, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> thank you for the email, Tyler. If you, dear listener, have an email you'd like to send in, just like all these fine folks, you can do so by sending it to mail at gocastpodcast.com. You can also leave us a voicemail at... 262-586-7717. And we'll have that number and that email address in the show notes for you as well. You can also visit our website for all of that information and much, much more at gocastpodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter at gocastpodcast. It's our most popular and uh, I would say probably most active social media account by far. Facebook, though, we are there. Look for the Gocast Podcast. And if you want to help support the show monetarily, you can do so over at Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash GoCast podcast, where as little as $1, uh, that's the minimum tier a month, gets you access to the patron discord that we have set up exclusively for patrons, where we kind of like hang out, talk shop, talk Pokemon, do tournaments, do fun calls. We just had a, a call for Splinteris. It was his birthday this past weekend. Happy birthday, Splinteris. Happy birthday. And uh, and yeah, it's a great time. So if you're interested, come on down. Take a look at our Patreon and we'd like to see you in there. But if monetary support isn't the cards for you or just isn't something you're interested in, you can still help support our show immensely by leaving us a review wherever you can do so, like on Apple Podcasts or wherever Stitcher, you know, whatever comes to mind, you can leave us a review. That would be really fantastic. We also stream on Twitch. We have two static days during the week that Kyle and I, or Kyle or I rather, will be streaming. Uh, Monday nights, we do Mashup Mondays, where we pick 10 Pokemon that are nominated by patrons in the Discord and then spin a wheel and combine two of them into hand, I hand draw stuff on an iPad <laughs> on stream. And it's uh, it's fun. It's a good time. We usually do it for like two hours. And then on Thursday nights, Kyle and I, we team up and we try to do uh, the history's slowest, most inefficient, uh, boring and frustrating run of Pokemon Crystal. No, I'm just kidding. We're just bumbling through and it's a lot of fun on Thursday nights at 7.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. You can uh, catch us on twitch.tv forward slash GoCast podcast. And that's it. That's it. The plugs are done. There's only one thing left to do, Kyle. It ends with a G and ends with an Oles. What is it? <laughs> 
Um, it's goals. All right. You want to go house. first? Or you want me to go first? Trying to think of something clever. <laughs> no. <laughs> when in doubt, either yell or whisper into the microphone. People love that. I'll go first, I think. I don't know what's happening right now. Nothing's happening. Okay. All right. So I got a lofty goal this week because I really want it. I want a shiny Genesect. So Okay. That's my goal. Hopefully by next week. But, you know, by the time that, you know, the week is over. Oof. Anything else? That's just one. I know. It's just one. Well, so we do have that GoFest makeup day coming up this Sunday, I believe. That's the true. 16th. Yes, from 11 to 2 local time, I believe. I don't think I have a specific goal in mind going into that. I, I would say shiny unknown, but that is like an absurdly unrealistic goal to have. Yeah, it's only three hours to hunt for that. So I just want to have a good time at that one because there's nothing like super special going okay. on there. I'm going to put participate in GoFest makeup. Yeah, sure. Okay, so you're going to play as much as possible of that three hour period. Uh, well, to the reasonable point, I do have work later in the afternoon, so we'll see how it actually works out. True. Okay. All right, cool. Anything else? Shiny Genesect and participate in GoFest uh, makeup. You want to do some Stardust? Yeah, we're going to go with 200,000 Stardust as I slowly, slowly approach 2 million. Nice, nice. Okay. So. All righty. Uh, that leaves me and my three goals are max a Shedinja. Get 300,000 Stardust. I really just want to end up with more than I, I start this week with. I've currently got... 1.35 mil. I want to be around uh, 1.4 mil, 1.45. We'll see how much the Shedinja takes. It'll probably take a lot. And then I want to also catch a shiny Genesect. I'm going to go hard for Genesect, man. It's going to be right. really, I'm. it's going to be a problem. Invite it's going to be a problem. To the raids. If I'm not at work, I'll, yes. I'll do them. <laughs> that sounds good. Maybe we could find an abandoned parking lot and just park next to each other with our windows down and hang out and then get other people to invite us to raids all day. <laughs> That's the dream. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, thank you so much for listening all the way through, dear listener. We'll see y'all next week for episode 107. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.